0: Scenic Blast starts to stride up into the race when given a little more rain by Brown, and last is Magical Bell, they make the turn and Miss Loranto, drew alongside of Showstorm, he's got an absolute choker hold on Scenic Blast, Devoutly's finding a bit of room now too, and she capitalises on the split, he's foxing though on this favourite, Scenic Blast is doing it well within himself, and now he extends, opens up, draws away from Devoutly, Magical Bell, and a wonderful return here by Scenic Blast, he won untouched by two and a half lengths on either magical bill or the-
1: Welcome to the Western Mail Racing Podcast. On the show, we discuss all things Perth racing and preview the Saturday Metro meeting. We'll also be interviewing industry participants, but first, it's over to Mike Johnson to get us underway. Yes, g'day punters, welcome back to another episode of the Western Mail. Hopefully you enjoyed that little intro with Scenic Blast there from way back in 2007 at Belmont Park. It's Mikey once again. We're up to episode 56 this week with the Scenic Glass Stakes Day on the menu down at Ascot this Saturday. So the feature race is listed. It's run over the 1,200 metres in a tribute to the great West Aussie sprinter in Scenic Glass, who, of course, was at the height of his powers in 2009. He won a Lightning, a New Market over East, and then the Stand Stakes over at Royal Ascot. Uh, he was on course last year as well, looking really, really good at 16 years young. So hopefully he'll be there again on Saturday to lead the field out, weather permitting. So that'll be a great day down at Ascot on Saturday. Uh, before we get into anything further, as per usual, a look back at the Monday meeting, which was postponed from Saturday. Uh, we kicked off with All In Red in race number five, who ran second. Uh, it was a pretty... Game effort by All In Red there. Just wasn't able to to get over the top there. Uh, Come Right Back was a good win in race number six under a great steer from Holly Watson. Uh, Got up at around $3.70 after a bit of a drift uh, in the last five minutes of betting. Uh, Race number 10, Pro Consent, the best of the day. Got up at around $2.80 after deductions through Scratchings. That was a really nice ride. You couldn't have asked for a, a better ride from Clint Johnson Porter. He was first out of the gates and was able then to lob box seat and just peeled out around the corner. And I know the margin wasn't a big one, only about 0. 0.4 of a length, but he was always traveling well within himself and thought that there was never any real danger. So uh, good horse and ran some really slick time over the 1500 as well. Uh, then the last race of the day, we had Creator who ran second. Uh, looked to be absolutely cruising to the turn, and was leading them up, uh, but was just undone late. So, still a credible effort from Creator, uh, who is going really well. So, that was the recap from the Celebration of Life Day Trophy meeting. So, we'll have a look now at the track setup for this Saturday's meeting. We're on a good four, and the rails out six meters for this meeting as well. With another hot day forecast, around thirty-nine degrees. Racing won't get underway at this stage until 2.28 Western Standard Time. Uh, looking at the forecast now though on Thursday, they are saying that a westerly breeze should be in play by then. Uh, so that could mean that we will see horses able to run on. Uh, but as always, let's have a look at the first few races just to see if there is any, any pattern emerging. Uh, and we'll go from there. So kicking things off at the top, race number one here, it's the C-court plate for the three-year-olds over 1,000 metres. And while it took a pretty special one to beat him last time out, thought Beads could return to winning ways here back to the 1,000 metres. He was really good when winning three back over this track and trip from a position on pace uh, before a pair of seconds following that winning run. It did look as though he'd win again last start, uh, but then tricks of the trade just descended on him, uh, winning by three and a half lengths. But it is important to note, though, that Beads had a length himself back to bopping blue in third, and after that, they were coming in at intervals down the line, so that's always interesting to note. Back to the 1,000 here, as I say, I think he can stalk my baby blue gene in running before making his move upon uh, the turn there, so he's really consistent, and as long as he hasn't trained off here, I think he'll be in this right up to his eyeballs, and Happy to be on beads at around $2.80 in the first. So from there, we'll move along a little bit to race number five. It's the graduation handicap one metro win over the 1,600 metres. After picking up a hoof abscess a fortnight ago, Deputano returns here after a handy effort first up back in early January. She ran fourth there in a 66-plus mile, and that was actually on Perth Cup Day. Uh, sat near last in the run there after going back from a wide gate, but did hit the line really nicely. It was only 1.2 lengths behind Bogart with very fast and Bruce Almighty filling the minors. We've since seen Bogart win again. Uh, we've seen Bruce Almighty come out and win at his next start to further frank that form. Uh, and I think when we throw in that class drop for Deputano here, I am keen. Just have a slight reservation about the four weeks in between runs. So, her run home saw her clock the best last 600 split of the race, too, with a 35 30. And while she does draw wide here again, I think William Pike will take her back and probably land in the second or third last pair in a similar spot to Fashion Queen here, I thought. And from that spot in the race, I think Pike could possibly even use Fashion Queen as a swingshot into the race here. Uh, do expect this girl to make good improvement second up, even with that four weeks in between runs. I'm trusting that Lindsay Smiths has got her up to the mark fitness-wise. The conditions should be suiting her, and all we need is a clear run home, a bit of luck, and she can definitely be in the money and was keen to play on the each-way basis, $9.270 for Deputano in the fifth year, race number seven. It's the Amelia Park Handicap, 66 plus over the 1,000. Bedouin Bell's one that piques my interest here in the seventh at a bit of a price. Looks to have come back a different horse after a short freshen-up over December. And outside of the great training effort from Lou Luciani, I think Holly Watson has got a fair bit of credit due to her for that as well. Uh, since legging aboard, she's piloted this patronised mare to a nice win down the pinny straight five in the class five. Uh, and then was a credible effort in town last time out in a graduation handicap 60 plus. It was fifth of nine there, but was only a short distance off Pink Carrots, about two lengths, I believe. On both occasions, though, we've seen Holly positive out of the gates to roll forward, and and I think with another good gate here, I think she can repeat that dose once more. And while she's unlikely to get anywhere near the top, I think with the likes of Mood Swings, Acromantula, uh, the likely leaders, uh, she can definitely land midfield, similar spot to Brooklyn Pier in the run, I thought. And with Cramden, as well as Sassy Trader also going forward, I think there should be enough uh, top-end toe, I suppose, Uh, that could have her in a nice position in behind if Holly's positive out of the machine. And from there, I think the gaps can be opening up as they turn for home. Uh, And despite another class rise, uh, they can definitely win this year. The only knock for me is that her Ascot records, one win and four minus from 21 starts. But as you're getting $20 and $5.50 a place to find out. So... Uh, and also holly's got a knack of getting horses to run for her so keen to have a little uh, spec each way on Bedouin bell here in race number seven so after the seventh it's time for the feature race of the day here it is the listed scenic blast stakes over the 1200 Uh, what an addition it is on paper as well at the time of recording it's a big field of 13 runners uh, Miss Contiki is obviously all the rage after a dominant win in the Miss Andretti last time out. Expecting the early speed to come from the Geraldton visitor, Kenny Luck from the inside draw, as well as Clairvoyance from wide out. I think those two will be up top. Uh, the likes of Icy Red, Icy Red, Caracarpo and Hotset I think, can lob in behind them uh, with outrageous and Long Beach in midfield. And then I've got Floyd and Miss Contiki, the next pair in running with the likes of Amasinus, Jericho Missile, Cryptic Love and Luke's Skull all out the back. Uh, but if we go by the same mares in form, I think we just have to back up here again on Miss Contiki. Uh, this Eurozone mare is absolutely flying this prep, uh, winning both races at listed level in supreme fashion. We saw her dominate first up in that summer scorcher uh, before again dropping late in the Miss Andrew to score well. And even though she's up two and a half kilos in weight, uh, has to be the one to beat here again. The extra distance suits, as it did last time out. Uh, at the moment, with that westerly breeze, the conditions should be suiting as well, uh, with those conditions set to be in play for most of the afternoon. Uh, she'll again be back from a wide alley, but Chris Parnham will be starting to wind her up at around the 500 metre mark, and with a bit more speed here uh, than the Miss Andretti, uh, I think she'll be coming at them with the very last crack. Uh, outside of her, though, look, I'm keen to have a little saber on on a runner at bigger odds. Uh, that's in the form of cryptic Lover. Thought that her run in the Miss Andretti was really good, was settled last, was a long last in, in transit there, uh, but clocked the second fastest last 600 split of 33.30, was the only runner to get remotely close to Miss Kentucky's late split. Uh, was two lengths off the winner there, and now gets a two and a half kilo swing on her for this assignment. Uh, once again, draws wide, but she'll be going back and another one to likely release that extra 100 metres, as well as that tailwind uh, in the run home. So may need a fair bit to go right for her in the run home, but I wouldn't at all be surprised to see her run a minor place here. Was happy to have a little saver on it, so the $6 for the place for cryptic glove in the scenic blast stakes. So we'll head on to the last of the day now. It's race number nine, the Crown Perth Handicap. to no-metro win race over the 1,200 metres. And I'm quite keen on Crystal Dane here. Bumped into a pretty smart one last time out in Bernier to survive. We've since gone on to frank the form with another Saturday win last Monday at that rescheduled meeting. Uh, This patronised six-year-old led them up there under CJP. Uh, Was only caught very late on in the piece there, finishing inside half a length of the winner. Uh, we also saw Holy Ghost in that race run six. Uh, that horse came out and won on Monday uh, over the Ascot 1200 as well to Frank Deform. Uh, we also see Crystal Dane drop two and a half kilos off this run, thanks mainly to Holly Watson's claim. Uh, despite drawing gate 11, just with the way the map could pan out, I think she should be able to land in behind some sort and Mr. Causeway in the run. Uh, it's also got form this prep around Chevelle de Varga, who will have gone around earlier on in the card. Uh, So we'll see how that stacks up. Uh, But look, if she's able to get across early from that gate, I think we'll be in this race for a very long way and was happy to have a little something on at $3.80 for Crystal Dane. And quite interestingly, uh, I mentioned some sort who steps out for the first time for Christian Michael Gangemi here. Uh, He did start his career with Adam Durant and was contesting a few races uh, up in Geraldton. Uh, late last year, Geraldton and Narrigan, he had a couple of starts up there. Uh, but as we know, the Gangebis have had a solid reputation for taking on uh, tried and tested racehorses and rejuvenating them, I suppose. So it'd be really interesting to see what happens with some sort, how he goes. I'm sure he'll relish the new setting uh, with the Gangebis boys. Uh, and it'd be really interesting to see uh, any late market moves here for some sort. Really want to see how, how he goes, but uh, hopefully the uh, Gang Jimmys can get the best out of him as I'm sure they will. So that pretty much wraps up the preview this week. Uh, if you have been enjoying the content as always, don't forget to give us a like on uh, Twitter That's at Western underscore mail. We're also on Facebook at TWM pod. That's the handle. And don't forget the new website uh, looking at meeting reviews. That's at the westernmail.wordpress.com. should all be up on your screen now. Uh, But once again, thanks for tuning in wherever you are and best wishes for your bets on the weekend. Hopefully you can line up some big winners and hopefully uh, you've got a few here from me on Saturday. But that's all for this week. Uh, Take care and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now.
0: they're off now, racing, Pro Consent actually was the first of them away Laurentinio will burn him off and the Spruker goes up there, joining those behind them, Salaya, Luke's goal getting back, they've got the pace on through the first few hundred, then Dom to shoot and out the back there, a clear last is true attraction, settling into stride now to the riverside they head Laurentinio, firing up in front, just searching for a little more rain against Romilly, out by a length over the Spruker, they back off the pace now, the only mare in the race, Salaya third, Pro Consent, beautifully placed here by Johnston Porter. It's up running fourth, a length and a half away behind them, Luke's Gold. On the rail, true attraction as Dom Deschutes drops to the rear. At the 800, and the pilot, Laurentinio, getting a breather now mid-race, three-quarters the margin over the Spruker. Then came Saleia down on the inside. She occupies third spot, Pro Consent, absolutely breathing fire up, running fourth. There, clear a length and a half to Dom Deschutes, who zipped around the outside, went past... Luke's Gold true attraction is at the tail end of the field but by the 400 they head and Laurentinio straightening up in front over the spruker. back on the inside Salea now coming around them here on the outside Pro Consent also Dom to shoot Luke's Gold at the 200 now Pro Consent ranges up grabs the lead the spruker goes with him however it's the spruker. Pro Consent Pro Consent on the outside got about a neck in front of the spruker. Pro Consent clear Pro Consent